Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And now... Coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's Buckle Movie Club. Uh, I'm going to dine and dash on, on Snag. Oh. <laughs> um, anyways, um, I'm already rolling because I think this is funny. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You guys are ready to go? It's going to be a, yeah, yeah, so it's gonna be a good top. one. Okay. Yep. From the top. Here, here we go. Here, here we go, boys. One second. One second. Got to get my notes up. All right. Um, yeah, we're starting from the top. Uh, welcome to Puckle Movie Club. I am your host, Ethan, here today with my co-host, Snag Go First. Professor Snag. And Lord Yashiro, second, but yet not last. And we're here to talk about Pokemon Movie 8, Lucario, Mystery, Lucario and the Mystery of Mew. We're a little bit... We're a little bit loosey goosey here now because we just kind of had an aborted recording, um, but you know we're ready to rock and roll. It drops some Pokemon knowledge. Um, so yeah, Pokemon Movie Eight came out in uh, in two thousand six. We're coming up on the tenth anniversary here. Um, some ten years might, already. Ten years, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. Some might call it a classic in the Pokemon canon. I say some. Not necessarily myself. <laughs> uh, a lot of emphasizing there. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, this is a this is a major one. This is, I'd say, in the Pokemon movie canon, this is generally regarded to be one of the better ones, if not the best. But as we'll <laughs> delve into, maybe not a shared opinion around this table. Uh, no, definitely not. Oh, it's, oh it's, he's, he's throwing shade already. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, um, Snag, you actually watched this with your children. Yes, yes, I did. Um, yeah, we, we purchased this movie as well as the Manaphy movie on the same day. Uh, we watched them all together, uh, and they, they both, uh, both kids like both movies. Uh, it's Pokemon, so how can you go wrong at that age, right? Well, all right, A plus. So within the target demographic, Pokemon is a is an A plus. That's um, right. Yeah, and that's that's what really matters. We're we're watching their movies, really. Um, so yeah, their their opinions could kind of be more valid in some ways. But anyways, um, Lucario and the Mystery of the Mew. You guys ready to ready to dive in? Let's, Let's talk ahead. about it. Okay. Let's, let's take our let's take our aura and do this. Let's take out the <laughs> trash. 
or wait, what? That's not it. Okay. Um. So the movie opens as we're told in the in a world before Pokeballs. Like this is this is long in the distant past of the Pokemon world. Um, and we follow Lucario as he runs around using his crazy aura powers, kind of like Spidey senses in a way. If you've ever seen the uh, 2002 classic Spider-Man directed by Sam Raimi, um, or, or read or any Spider-Man like, comic, or if you've ever experienced or, Spider-Man, <laughs> <laughs> or it's like uh, I say he has assassin's vision, like from Assassin's Creed. Yeah, or or you know detective vision, any number of things. Uh, and he's running around and he detects a, an an army or two armies as they they are marching towards each other, and the armies are composed of Pokemon and people. And uh, these Pokemon, uh, they do two things. They speak in guttural sounds, and they wear armor, um, which are not things the Pokemon are typically known to do. Um, yeah, they, it's really odd. They don't really say their names at all. They just go like, uh Yeah, it, it's, it's kind of strange uh, that uh, there's an issue where Pokemon doesn't keep track of how they make the noises of their own Pokemon. And in one episode, a Pokemon might go rough, and in the other go meow, and there's no correlation whatsoever. It, it's kind of weird. That was my favorite episode, where they started. They all started saying rough. Yep. And uh, then meow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways. Don't, make, don't get me started on the caca ones. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, Lucario finds these armies, and he's like, he 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 touches a crystal and be- begins communicating with his homie back at uh, a castle. His homie is named Sir Aaron, and um, yeah, so he he starts talking to his buddies like, hey, the, the war war's going on, and um, I we should get this out of the way now. Sir Aaron looks dumb. Yes, he is a dumb. I'm glad you brought it up. Someone had to say it, man. But I also have a question. Yes. It's, uh, it's a comment, but also a question. Why does Lucario sound like Batman? Because uh, he's edgy. He's just kind of edgy. I bet he sounds like Shadow the Hedgehog, too. You know, like yeah. that kind of character. Um, I, I bet his parents his died when he was a kid. What was that? I bet his parents died when he was a kid. Uh, <laughs> I, you're probably right. I, I'm inclined to agree. Um, <laughs> so... So I have to ask, I never thought about this. Why do you think Sir Aaron looks dumb? It's because he's got, like, the maximum fedora on. He has the Fair biggest enough. fedora. Not to... I, I'm sure there's plenty of wonderful people out there who wear fedoras on a daily basis. But, you know, the the, the, the item, the clothing item, the fedora, has kind of got a bad rep nowadays. And he's wearing the biggest one in history. Uh, very proudly. And it's just... He's a little bit over-designed, and it's really on the nose how much he looks like Lucario. I don't know. Uh, anyways. I can agree with that. Um, and also kind of like Robin Hoodish. Yeah. But yeah. with a cape, because a cape always improves everything. I don't know if that's necessarily <laughs> true. Like, would Spider-Man be good with a cape? Well, we don't know. He'd be getting caught up they, on the they cape. They give him that time. weird underarm web. Oh, the so arm, like, armpit the, wedding. The, the, or, or webbing, yeah. rather. Armpit wedding. <laughs> you know, I went to an armpit... <laughs> I went to an armpit wedding once. This is really derailed, and I love it. It was a, it was a, uh, it was a real stinker. <laughs> uh, anyways. Um, 
So yeah, uh, he's got Maximum Fedora, and the princess is like the most generic-looking princess ever. Like, she could be a Zelda knockoff in like the late 90s, you know, like, put her in... Oh, and we'll... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, after you. Oh, I was... Alright, uh, we will see another princess when we come back to present time, and to be perfectly honest, I don't know if I could tell the difference between the past princess and the current princess. Yeah, that plays into the uh, actual movie very briefly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, they look dumb for different reasons, but yeah. Uh, so Sir Aaron comes to Lucario's rescue when Lucario's getting attacked by a bunch of Houndoom. Uh, yeah. Lucario is blind now for whatever reason, and I'm not entirely sure why that happened. Uh, do he you guys know? For some reason. Yeah, what? like it's like sand in the face, but it, it's not that bad because he does have his assassin's vision. Right, and that yeah, yeah that allows him to see uh, Sir Aaron up There's on a pile spider of rocks. sense from that one movie in two thousand and two. Yeah, uh, what? Which one? I, I've never. I didn't. I didn't watch any movies in two thousand two. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, so Sir Aaron comes and he sucks Lucario into a staff. Uh. What I mean, it's very obvious to the audience what's going on at this point. Like it's clear that that something's going on. Like he's Sir Aaron's not just becoming evil out of nowhere. This must be a part of a plan. But Lucario doesn't see that, and he just gets sucked in. And, and it comes, yeah, it stems from the conversation with the princess, where obviously he's talking about sacrificing himself, and the princess won't have it. Yeah, uh, and I think it's mm-hmm. you know you could just immediately pick up from here, like hey. Um, Lucario, he's gonna do this so Lucario doesn't try to follow him or whatever. Um, yeah, so he sucks into the staff, and then, um, the princess hears a cry coming from the tree of beginning, which I misspoke the entire time. I watched this movie with a friend, by the way. Um, and the entire time when we were, like, trying to discuss what was happening, we referred to it as the tree of life. Um, because it's just that. It's just, everything's just that. Uh, uh, don't, don't, Stop having trees as plot devices, please. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a Pidgeot turns into Mew and flies into the Tree of Beginning uh, for whatever mysterious reason. And then all of the, like, the, the army Pokemon get frozen in time. Uh, but I don't think they're actually, like, frozen. I think they're kind of just stuck. I don't know. What's going I think, on? There? I think what the narrator says is uh, through Sir Aaron's sacrifice, which we'll find out about later, their fear and anger turned into understanding and hope. Or I think they all just became brainwashed. But. Why didn't they do this earlier? That's what I'm asking. Because it took a sacrifice, uh, sacrifice to be able to do it, and Aaron was the one to do it. But this war seemed inevitable. Like they should have. This is a foregone conclusion at this point. Yeah, so and so is the uh, marvelous uh, Pokemon plot. But this event does remind me of two things. Before, it's how it kind of looks like Pokemon Conquest, that spinoff uh, game, RTI game yeah, that yeah. came out mm-hmm. uh, two thousand ten. So that was kind of cool. But also, it kind of reminded me of the three thousand year old war in Pokemon X and Y uh-huh. with C. AC, yeah. uh, that they use a great weapon to stop all the fighting, but it ended up killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of remind me, <laughs> reminded me of that. So I kind of don't believe the uh, the narrator when he says that everyone went back to their original homes. I, I think they all died. But that's my own personal theory, and I'm just going to leave it at that. The, uh, the narrator's just trying to clean it up a little bit for the kids. Yeah. 
Maybe, maybe that's that's possible. Yeah. Uh, so we go from the there. G, the G version of the story. Yes, uh, <laughs> you got to keep Pokemon G. No, uh, no hex around here. No, no use of the word heck. Um, so we go from there to a horrible CGI monstrosity, uh, which is the princess's castle of the modern day, um, and it looks yep. like it looks like Peach's castle from Mario sixty four. That's what I'm saying. Um, and uh yeah so um it's it's clear that the budget on these movies have dwindled a bit uh because yeah they're computer generated stuff it's not not even not even decent it's just plain mediocre i it's pretty ugly i, I would say it's that awful this was the turn of most animation out of japan around this time like i watched uh ghost in the shell 2 recently you guys know the movie ghost in the shell I'm familiar course, they're very, with it. They're very PG movie, of course. <laughs> right. We're not, we're not going to endorse watching Ghost in the Shell. You should totally watch Ghost in the Shell. It's awesome. Um, but Ghost in the Shell 1 is renowned for having like really amazing detailed animation. And Ghost in the Shell 2 has like so much CGI in it. And it's just really frustrating. And it came out like a few years before this. And it was really showed the turn of Japanese animation towards CGI where they can do it, you know, like no vehicle is, is, uh, animated traditionally anymore, but I digress. Um, watch Ghost in the Shell 2 if you are of the age to watch that. Um, anyways, so horrible CGI monstrosity castle, uh, Ash and Co, uh, find themselves in this town, uh, during the middle of a festival because that's just what happens in these movies now. Ash and Co end up in a place when a festival is going to happen. Uh, I think this is like, Let's see. Uh, 2000 did this. Uh, yep. Forever did this. Uh, this one did this. Are there any did other Jirachi ones? Know? Uh, did Heroes do this? Uh, Heroes, I know the, Heroes the did Jirachi this. movie did. Jirachi did it. Uh, Heroes had that. They had that racing event going on. So yeah, technically. Uh, yeah, they really wind up at the perfect place at the perfect time, don't they? Um, Anyways. They really do schedule these festivals around really apocalyptic uh, uh, situations, that's for sure. Ash is a bad omen. If he comes to your town, you, first of all, he's the new most important person in the entire town. He's actually the most important person in your entire history. Uh, this he's happens. Like an Absol. Yeah, like he just he's he shows up and something bad's going to go down in your in your home. Uh, get ready for your home to be destroyed, loved ones to be sacrificed. Uh, really, we should stop this monster from destroying more towns. Anyways, um, so they're like, okay, we're gonna come, or we're gonna participate in this festival. We gotta get costumes, and they do, um, this is whimsy now, by the way. We're in whimsy world, and they're just, they're dressed, they're playing dress up, and they're like, oh, we're gonna put a a Pikachu in a costume, and they do, and they all look completely ridiculous. They look freaking, freaking clown shoes up in here, um, Ash Quite is literally Pikachu is dressed as a clown. Pikachu is dressed yep. as a clown, yes. Uh, and Ash is dressed basically identical to Sir Aaron from the beginning because he just knows he just he it just happens for him where he he dresses up the exact way he needs to so that he can be confused for Sir Aaron. Um, I, is is this Ash's privilege? Is Ash privileged? Yes, I'm going to go ahead and say yes. 
because it's kind of ridiculous. And I understand that he's the protagonist of the whole anime, and that's just fine. But could the writers think of, of a better excuse to involve him into the plot that is not having be him being the chosen one, the man with the perfect destiny, the man with... I mean, I, I just don't get the, it. The one guy with the, the aura just like Sir Aaron? Oh, God. It, like, it can't just once be... Ash is just, he has really strong ingenuity and he just figures everything out. Like, I always has to be even, destiny. Even in, in other animes, like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball C, Goku wasn't the end-all, be-all of all characters. He was there, he was important, but in many cases, he just wasn't the one to fix things. This mm-hmm. guy has like 18 prophecies written around him. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Ash dresses up like Sir Aaron. Uh, and then he, he can participates in a battle. Like, this is what the festival's built around is a, uh, a big tournament to see who's the, the blah, 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 you know, that thing. Um, yeah. And he fights this lady with crazy hair. Uh, she got crazy hair. Uh, what is her name and again? And this is where the music, oh, uh, Kid, is it? Which is disturbing by itself. Oh, yeah, her name's um, Kid. Oh, goodness. Yeah. And, uh, this is where the music starts. And, oh, my God, this movie has the worst music of all pokemon movies uh this is advanced battle right which which yes. song is this yes this is unbeatable which could not be a more ironic song for ash i'm unbeatable bad, bad. i lost again it i don't is, know it is horrible i'm gonna just read a little bit of it it says i am unbeatable from the stars and the ancient past they come to play but will they will never last and yet this guy can't win a single league Hey man, so he, I won don't this, know what this, he won this song tournament. Is talking about the only but tournament that matters again, he, is this one right today. <laughs> yes, he he does end up winning this tournament, making him like the festival champion, or I forget what they what the proper title it's a, is. But it's he does a champion, win this one. chosen one, king for a day. I don't know any of these things. Uh, and he gets handed this legendary staff, which seems a bit much to give this ten year old kid. Uh, this is like an ancient relic, one of their most treasured artifacts i'm sure uh and they just give it over to ash and he's like because you know how ash laughs at everything have we ever talked about this yeah well, no we didn't need to talk about it it was just a, an elephant in the room um ash i want a supercut of ash laughing as things happen around him ha that's my ash impression i don't know uh <laughs> that was spot on Wait for kids is gonna call. I'm I'm receiving a call from four kids. I uh, apparently Ethan, they want you. I knew it. You're just you're just gonna do his laugh though. Nothing else. <laughs> Pikachu, because <laughs> that's what he <laughs> like. The amount of times he laughs while saying Pikachu is also just obscene. Um. Anyways, I digress. I'm just being a grumpy yeah. Gus over here. Uh. Uh. So yeah. Um. He wins and defeats Kid, and she's like, "Hey, you're really good at battling." And then there's a ball. Uh, they, they have like a like a like a post festival ball, and everyone's having a great time, including the horrible CGI monstrosity dancers in the background. Um, I ha- uh, can I uh, rewind a little bit back to the battle. Uh, I have to say also that even though we've seen these uh, obviously music 
battles, intros in every single movie. I have to see, say that I'm always kind of looking forward to them, although we've seen them in every movie, because that's our chance to be able to see some Pokemon that we haven't seen before in the anime battle and actually focus on battling because it's the music is going on and this is the intro of the movie and we can see some awesome attack moves. And this one was really disappointing for me, at least personally. I just couldn't get into the battle, couldn't get into the music because it was horrible. Uh, so I was kind of kind of disappointed. I am eight movies in at this point and i could not care less about any of these sequences anymore i'm so done <laughs> listen listen this is my this is my soapbox i'm gonna get really close to the mic here and just destroy this okay listen to me this is i'm done no more no more montages okay sorry guys um never again uh, uh something that i want to mention really quickly uh because i made uh, in my notes here i i see that so this is technically a Gen 3 movie. Uh, in, in the sequence of movies, this is still a Generation 3 since yes. it ends uh, the song Advanced Battles. But it's right but on the precipice. Ha- yeah. Um, yeah, and, and with that being said, there are actually... This must have been a treat for a lot of people in the theaters because there are a lot of Gen 4 Pokemon in there. You got Mime Jr., you got Munchlax, you got Lucario, uh, Weaviles. Uh, so, they're you know, they're in there, was, too. They're like the... the they're- primary characters in this movie or you know like towards the forefront of the movie i'd say uh like they get a lot of stuff to do watching this in 2006 must have been really cool to see those things uh pop up like oh cool what's that pokemon i would be losing my mind if i saw weevil all the time uh because they get they again they get cool things to do in this movie um so yeah uh the cgi dancers are not good don't do that please stop please stop having cgi dancers uh, not that there's much dancing in the future movies, I'm sure. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, crazy hair girl kid, uh, whose hair continues to be crazy. She gets into a sneaking suit and starts grappling around the outside of the castle that they're in, um, trying to track down Mew. Like she communicates with a like a, a person in a command center somewhere. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, which is kind of weird because it started out like this whole Mission Impossible, right? Because she's in a you know tight suit and she's communicating with someone who's giving her instructions, and you get the idea that she, even Meowth, when she, because of course we haven't said it, Team Rocket is there. Obviously, yes. they're always there. And uh, Meowth takes a, a peek and he notices he's there and catalogs her as a thief, but apparently she's not a thief. I mean, I got confused. Maybe he was just, he was just had the wrong idea. You know, he like, he, that looks like thievery is about to go down though when you get a sneaking suit on, you know? Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah, so she grapples her way around looking for Mew and, uh, she uses her Weavile. She sends them out to go put a tracking device on Mew when she finally finds him. Uh, which I thought was kind of neat because they're giving a Pokemon something to do that a human couldn't do. I don't know. It, it's an, it's a neat action for a Pokemon to do. That makes sense. Uh, but it, anyways. it does. It does, totally does. And and mm-hmm. we're gonna get to this more soon. And Mew continues, even though my my feelings for these movies are uh, for this movie is kind of mixed. But Mew continues to be my favorite mythical Pokemon, mostly because number one, he doesn't speak, yes. which I greatly appreciate. And without speaking, he's able to communicate just fine mm-hmm. with all his sounds and his meowing. And his uh, cute and adorable uh, facial expressions. Uh, I really, really can't say enough how much I love Mew. And I wish all every single mythical Pokemon would just 
be like Mew. Why don't you just be like Mew? I mean, every Mew po- is. Oh, go ahead. Mew is pretty awesome. I mean, it, uh, you can't get much better from Mythics. It, it's my favorite too, Jashiro. Uh, he's he's a real trickster, which I like. Like he just kind of throws a monkey monkey wrench into things. Like he teleports away at one point. But in a yeah, but in a playful way, not like Jirachi, who's kind of like a prick. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> more like just playful nature because he is himself is just a cute little puppy yeah um i yes i echo everything you just said i agree with all your sentiments there um yeah so uh mew teleports away taking meowth and pikachu with him uh and uh yeah so ash is then we go back to the inside the castle and ash is told to start the fireworks like he's supposed to give the order to start the fireworks but he was never told how to which is kind of a, a jerk move on the behalf of everybody involved in the festival where they're like hey idiot start the fireworks just kidding you don't know how and then they like dog should, him for not just knowing know it. though i mean he has that special aura so he should just figure it out on his own yeah i guess if he's the chosen one he's not a very good one if he doesn't know how to make fireworks happen um so yeah he starts the fireworks and then, um, when did, how does Lucario come back? I don't have that in my notes. <laughs> so when, uh, in the middle of the ball, when, uh, they were all celebrating, it was time for Ash to do the, uh, famous stance of the hero. And since he has the same aura as the hero of the legend, he did the same stance. And apparently that is the cue for the staff to release Lucario. Huh. Of course, we haven't mentioned that ever since Ash got the staff, Lucario has been whispering traitor into his ear ever since, which is not creepy at all. No, certainly not. That's not going to traumatize a 10-year-old kid. Um, so yeah, Lucario comes out of the staff and then he thinks that Ash is Aaron because he's still blind at this point and he's just reading his aura. But even when he's reading his aura, um, Ash is significantly shorter and stockier than Aaron is. So like... You think just by pure physicality alone, he'd be like, that's not, that's not Aaron. That's not my dude. Uh, but yeah, then Lucario starts to realize like that everything, uh, that he's been trapped for thousands of years inside that staff and he, uh, he's not happy about it. He's not happy. And, and who would be? I mean, if you're stuck in the same place for a thousand years, I, I'd probably be pretty cranky too. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the the princess explains to him what happened, and uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, Ash Lucario leaves because he's upset, and um, the, at this point, Brock starts hitting on Extreme Sports Lady, uh, and I think that's like one of the funnier uh, flirting sequences. I, flirting's really generous for Brock at this point because he's just it is he's he's harassing this girl, uh, so. <laughs> Um, but I think it this still reminds me how much I miss Brock. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, his uh, his horrible, horrible ways are are a relic of a time gone by. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this is probably one of the funniest ones in the entire franchise because as he's like, you know, getting on his knees and being Brock, Mime is um, Mime Junior is mimicking everything that he's doing, and I think that's just that's just a good image. This is funny. Uh, it is totally, totally hilarious. Uh, 
So yeah, Ash leaves to follow Lucario, and he follows him into a building, and then Lucario tackles him and acts all edgy. He edges all over the place, and he's like, I, I, I don't have any friends. Blah, 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 blah. I'm, I'm Lucario. Um, I'm Batman. I mean, Lucario. Cold, he, cold as steel. Yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's as cold as ice, like that song, Cold as Ice. Um, so uh, we, we cut over to Mew and company. Uh, and he's hanging out with Meowth, and uh, Pikachu is knocked out, I believe. Yeah, I know. And at this point, Ash hasn't realized that, uh, of course, that Pikachu has disappeared with Mew. Uh, and and this happened while Bo, um, Kit, who was going around searching for Mew in her tight dress, yes, with we have two we Weavile's. I was gonna, I was gonna uh, overlook to her. her. I was gonna overlook the nature of her sneaking suit. <laughs> Um, well, I got, I got there. But if it's, uh, if we're going to talk anyway. about it, let's talk about it, okay? Let's have the discussion. <laughs> okay. First of all, first of all, she got in her, in her, her upper zone. She has like a cu- hole cut out of the middle, and it's just like right in the undercleave area. I would say, and that's just not okay yeah. for my children's films. Um, Not okay by children's films at all. Pretty good for a PG thirteen though. Yeah, it's like I'm. I mean, Power Girl in the comics has got worse than that. So like, shoot. Oh man. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, back to, back to the movie. Sorry to cut you off with my with no my... no worries. Okay. So Weevil tried to attack Mew while they were all partying in the attic because of course Pokemon's are not allowed in the ball. Yes. Uh, and. Mew that that point as you mentioned Ethan is where uh we uh Mew disappears with both Meowth and Pikachu and Weebiles weren't able to capture them but in that process both Kid which is the tight suit girl and um Max is his name the yes. annoying kid yes that's Max sees this happen and they they are the first to realize well Mew was here and he disappeared with both Mew uh Pikachu and Meowth now, can we just take a second and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll us back to the ball, because um, I forgot to mention this. Uh, why does Ash just assume he can throw his Pokemon out? Like, why does he just why does he think it's cool? Nobody else has their Pokemon out at this ball. He's just like, oh, I'm gonna throw my Pokemon out, which he does. Like, that's not cool. Pokemon can't be everywhere. They're animals, man. Like. It's ridiculous. And like Snag, who's a teacher, would know, or a professor, I'm sorry, not a teacher, a professor, would know if you let one kid do it, do something, every single kid will want to do it uh, also, and that's what happened. Lo and behold, what happens. May yeah. immediately throws out her, her her Pokemon as well, and it's just chaos. The, these are lawless children in this world. They don't know respect for authority or decorum. Anyway, uh, yeah, so Mew <laughs> hangs out with Meowth and Pikachu, and... Um, they're they're having a meal, right? Is that, is that that's what what's going on with Ash? And yeah. Co? Uh, still has not noticed that Pikachu's gone. Um, which is weird because they're basically attached to the hip. If I'm not mistaken, if I I've seen a Pokemon <laughs> thing or two. Um, I I believe Ash is friends with Pikachu. And I uh, think so. It's still a rumor. It's still up there with the fact that Ditto might be a failed clone with Mew. It's mm-hmm. kind of that there. We don't know yet. Unsubstantiated rumor. Uh, so Brock is just looking around for food that was stolen. Or not stolen, but it's like gone. And he finds Bonsly, who has stolen their food. Um, Bonsly has the worst voice in the history of Pokemon. Yes. Well, 
Did yep. you already cover Keldio? No, you haven't covered Keldio. So oh, yes, let's go like has the worst voice right now. Currently yes. has the worst voice in Pokemon history. He <laughs> it's like the voice actor didn't even try. Like what what can <laughs> does somebody have an impression of this? I know that somebody can make this voice here and it's I can't I don't quite remember it enough. I just remember it being bad. It, it, I can't remember. Well, I do remember. I just can't put myself to repeat it. Banzai! It's just like that. Like it's Banzai. It was really, really whiny. Yeah, it was. It was pretty terrible. Banzai! It's it's really. It sounds like a South Park character or something. It's terrible. Um, yeah. So Pikachu. And, notice, and um, I can't remember the narrator for this movie. It's not the same one as the last one, right? Nope. No, I, I have no. that in my notes. Is that because th- it's horrible? This is he's like doing a terrible impression of the narrator from Pokemon. It's the first thing I notice as soon as the movie starts, and that weird ass voice comes in. It's like that's not the correct narrator in and the world of Pokemon. That's not who he sounds and like. And, and he talks super fast. It's like, like I have to get through this as fast as possible. And it's like, oh my god, what's going on in this movie? They've only got me for thirty-five minutes of studio time. <laughs> like, <laughs> the union only allows me to be in here for four hours. Like, I don't know. Uh, oh, but we digress yet again. <laughs> we'll talk about we'll talk about voice acting unions someday. Uh, so yeah, Brock meets Bonsly. And uh, Pikachu and Mew travel through the Tree of Life and like this weird tunnel kind of thing. Uh, they 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 get they'll become like pure energy at some point. I don't know. Um, so yeah, Mew keeps uh, kind of dragging them around. Right. Uh, yeah, which is you know whimsy if you like that. Which I'm I'm officially over whimsy in my Pokemon movies. I want somebody to track <laughs> how I talk about these movies in the first episode versus now. Um, now that I'm eight in, I think by episode 20, it's going to be like, you're just going to hear a bottle clanking as I, as I throw it back shots the entire time. Um, Volcanian? What? I don't even like have any nostalgia for these movies coming off. This is going to be hard. Uh, so, uh, they, they, Ash and Co. recruit Lucario to go look for Pikachu, right? That's, that's the next stage. Uh, yeah, and um, they come across as Brock so eloquently puts it a bunch of geysers, and uh, <laughs> and which apparently just makes hot springs. That's not how hot springs work, but whatever. Uh, they 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 jump into these hot springs, which hot springs. I don't know if you know this are scalding hot. They will ruin your life uh, if you touch them. But they're just in there, and the water is like this horrible yellow murky liquid. It's really rough. Um, but yeah, they just hang out there for a bit, have some whimsy, and then May looks up and like they're they're by a like a cliffside, and she sees further up the the cliff. Hey, is that a is that a flower up there? And Ash immediately goes and climbs to grab it, even though he's wet, uh, and he's trying to climb a cliff face with wet hands, whatever. Um, and uh, he he grabs the flower and it breaks, like the stem breaks, and he falls into the water. And Ash er, and May complains that he didn't have to pick it, and then he's gonna have to replant it later when it's very obviously like a weird crystal thing of some kind. Like the, she refers to it as a flower after she holds it, when again it's very clearly made of like a crystalline material and not of this world. Ah, uh, yes, uh, and the fact that immediately, kid, 
uh, again, the tight suit girl, uh, immediately identified as a time flower. And and again, this is where my problem is. And in our previous recording, uh, I mentioned that uh, liberties, that was my issue with this movie. Uh, this is one of those liberties that I kind of have problems with is the fact that how many magical things they are in this movie, uh, considering, I mean, Pokemon have always been magical creatures, yes. But in the human side, it's always been more technology-based than magic-based. Mm-hmm. Pokemon themselves are magical. Humans and their things are technological. And I like that as part of their like continuous lore of Pokemon. Yeah. And this movie has is a little bit too magical for my taste. I can see that. That's a really neat way of looking at it. I really haven't seen from that perspective, but... When you talk about it like that, yeah. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because we just saw, right, in last month we covered uh, the Rayquaza and uh, the Oxus films. Uh, and they were in technology, mostly, right? Uh, the whole movie uh-huh. was based on technology. And I think every single one, be- before that, it maybe Jirachi would be another exception. But that's because of the nature of Jirachi making wishes. But mostly are based on technology. And this movie was more based on fantasy. And it just felt out of place like i i I, in this movie more than any other one i felt like i actually was watching like an alternate universe like this is not the pokemon that i know this is just an alternate story in an alternate universe and it's just something different i kind of like that otherness of this movie because the, the other movies ride the line between just feeling like an extended episode of the anime um, yeah, where this feels more like a side story, which is if you're like eight movies deep at this point, like I kind of like that they're trying other, you know, other types of settings other than just the forest or like a city. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I, mm. I, I kind of appreciate what they were going for. And that's it lends some sort of world to this movie. And uh it, it's a side story for sure, but I don't really mind it. It's like it's like as the in Japanese it means you got, you got gaiden, which means side story. It's like a gaiden, okay. um, and I appreciate that. But you know, differing opinions. Uh, I'm certainly not in love with this movie or anything. But uh, uh, so yeah, uh, Ash picks the crystal and May dogs him for it, and then uh, they sit around. Is it a campfire? And then Ash starts talking about how. He met Pikachu, um, and he go. You know, it's flashback to the first episode of Pokemon, and it's about how he and Pikachu weren't the best of buddies when they met. And uh, Lucario sits off to the side and uh, once again edges out, and um, t- just reflects on how he came to know Sir Aaron and their relationship. And uh, he walks off, and then uh, Ash follows him. And he's like, ah, why, why are you such a jerk or whatever? And then um, Lucario starts talking crap about Ash and Pikachu's relationship. And Ash does not like that one bit and assaults him. Uh, he, he, <laughs> Ash, Ash assaults. It is exactly that. It's an assault. He, it is animal abuse. He, uh, lay, he tries to lay a beat down on this animal who happens to be the only way that he could possibly find Pikachu again. Uh, which is not great tactics as a leader. Uh, and then Lucario is super upset about it and wanders off even further, uh, which he does a lot of in this movie. Uh, and then Max <laughs> Max goes up to him later and give, gives him chocolate because Max is the only one allowed to have a positive relationship with Pokemon in these movies. 
Um, now, now, one thing I, I got to call Max out. Doesn't he know that dogs get sick if you give them chocolate? Seriously, not cool, Max. <laughs> well, I mean, not cool. Trying to poison? Well, he is still type, so I guess he's immune to poison. You, you give my friend. Po- uh, you give my friend. Oh, hold on, the jokes here. Give me one second, guys. I'm sorry. Here, here we go. Here it comes. Make fun of Pikachu and Ash, will you? Eat this, and then he feeds him chocolate and kills him. <laughs> hey, this is Ethan from Puckle Movie Club with a quick commercial break. Just letting you know that if you send an email to pucklepodcast at gmail.com, we will answer your questions. So ask us questions about what we think about movies, tell us what you think about movies, even just send us whatever you're up to. Email account is pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's Thatch, and I wanted to let you know how you can improve your Puckle experience. First, you can come to PucklePodcast.com where we have a chat box and forums where you can talk to many other Pokemon fans who also listen to the show. You can keep up to date on the latest Puckle news by following us on our Twitter, liking our Facebook page, subscribing to our subreddit, and following our Tumblr. Don't forget to review us on iTunes, though. It helps us find more people to come and hang out with us, and we can have larger tournaments because of it. And if you're feeling generous, we also have a Patreon where you can donate in return for some awesome rewards. And as always... Thanks for listening and for all the support you give us. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. And uh, so they open up the flower because these are like, t- uh, what are they called? Time flowers? That's yep. like some Legend yep. of Zelda type stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. and it, it is obviously, again, controlled by the unique power of Aura, especially Ash because his Aura is just <sighs> as the legend, uh, legendary hero, so it activates it. So yeah, uh, as as you said, activates the flower and they start to see the past and it's like, oh, there was a battle going on here. And then they get to see uh, the, the, the the communication or what happened with Lucario and uh, and uh, Aaron. And then Ash starts crying. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember why exactly. Oh, because he saw, well, apparently they confirmed quotation marks in the air uh, that Aaron did. Because, oh, at this point we haven't mentioned uh, throughout the whole thing, is that Lucario thinks that his former master, Aaron, betrayed the kingdom and that he left them. Right. And that he just went out as a coward. So all this time, Lucario has been very angry of that. That's why he can't stand the companionship that Pikachu and and, and Ash has, because he says eventually Ash is going to betray Pikachu. Uh, right now, he even doubts, and you just said it, uh, Ethan, that's the reason why they fought, because it's like, that's why Pikachu left, because you abandoned him. I, uh, uh, and at this point, this is where Ash sees that, hey, wait, this betrayal, which he, that he himself doubted it, is actually what happened, at least in the eyes of Lucario. And he feels for it. He he cries because he feels like, wow, Lucario was abandoned. I could have never imagined me abandoning Pikachu. This must be like the worst thing in the world. Uh, that and was... at this point, the the entire group, uh, after seeing the scene, like kind of turns on, turns their opinion of Sir Aaron. Like, yeah, he's kind of a real jerk. Thank you very much for the insight, guys. That's really that's really helpful. Uh, yeah, I would have just glossed right over that because I'm kind of uh, kind of bad at this. But yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, you, that was that was really insightful. Um, Ethan, you have you have a hard job. We, we applaud you for it. That's I, why we're here. <laughs> thanks for showing up. It really makes means a lot to me. Uh, thanks for thanks for uh, going out of your way to accommodate me this week, which I say basically every time. Yeah. Uh, the, the, you guys, you guys came in clutch for me. 
Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, so then Reggie Rock shows up. <laughs> that's that's what happens. Totally random. He shows up and then and then he starts making dubstep sounds at him. And uh, <laughs> this is this is where things get a little bit goofy in this movie. <laughs> This is you, if this was a Disney property, uh, this would be an extremely goofy movie. Uh, uh, it so, totally is. As soon as yeah. as they started showing up and making those weird noises, I'm like, "What is happening here? This movie is completely off the rails." But this is I, also I, losing it right now. Where I start to like it more because it gets dumber. <laughs> <laughs> the dumber it gets, the more fun it is. So Reggie Rock shows up and starts. Starts. He lifts up the jeep that they've been riding in and throws it and starts dubstep sounds as i said and they run inside the uh the tree of beginning looking for for protection from this monster that this golem that appeared out of nowhere and um so they go into the tree and it's like whoa it's crazy in here there's so much flora and fauna and uh then uh uh thrill seeker girl kids um her her guy radios in to her and he's like you're gonna be in the history books or not the history books you're gonna be in the record books again but for what like what what about finding a bizarre location qualifies you for a record book but that and that's a whole other point is she didn't find anything that was there all this time people knew about it it's not like a weird discovery people know that exists yeah, every everybody in that small town can be like, yeah, the tree of beginning is right over there. Go go check it out. <laughs> you just go right, then go another left, and then turn around the big rock, and you're there. Oh man, guys, I found this really great pizza place over in town. You're gonna be in the record books again. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, guys, have you have you heard of this movie, uh, Amelie? Have you heard of Amelie? It's really great. You're going to be in the record books again. You're senile, Grandpa. Go to bed. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so uh, she just found some stuff. Like That's like the long and the short of it. And it wasn't even her. Like they all found it together. She's just yep. she's really just kind of tagging along and using letting them use her Jeep. Anyways, uh, Reggie Rock is back, baby. They thought they had escaped him. And he shows up like two minutes later. And then yeah, Reggie, like, ba- like his base speed is fifth, one hundred and fifty or something. He's like super quick. Uh, then like some Scooby Doo type stuff starts happening. They're running around and going in and out of corridors and and rooms and like Reg Reg Ice shows up at one point and he's making his own kind of dubstepy type sounds, except it's more like electro. And then Registeel's here and he shoots a laser beam. And then they just run and, and then at one like I'm not no, entirely. I'm not, not- not to mention, Ethan, don't forget, um, as they enter the, 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 the tree of beginning, there are, the, like, prehistoric Pokemon, so you got your Ammonites, your Kabutops, yeah. your Aerotops, yes. around. I, I actually kind of like that. And these red sludgy things that attack all humans. Yeah, like... Weird. That, that, yeah, that, then, like... Okay, so they're running around, Lucario blows up a bridge so that the Reggies are no longer a threat, like, they just go and away. let's talk... Sorry to interrupt you, Ethan, but let's talk Go about ahead. how Lucario is able to hold up to three legendary Pokemon. He's pretty good, man. That's just, that's 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 just a little bit too much for me. Let's check the typing well, though. What's what's the type combo look it, like? I say the fighting steel, his fighting type should have an advantage over all three of them. He so. do, yeah, he's he's got him beat, man. I think I think they had their bases covered, man. You're trying to doubt the Pokemon uh, company? 
This is why I host a TG, uh, TCG cast and not a VGC one. <laughs> We're just goofing around here. We're having a good time. Uh, so Lucario destroys a bridge, cutting off the Reggies. They're no longer a threat. But then the crystal, there's crystals all over the gab. We haven't talked about that yet. There's, there's a bunch of crystals all over the place. And nobody talked about them until this point. Like, they, they were just basically a non-factor to everybody until they started eating them. The, these crystals start turning orange and evil and eating the gang. Um, at one point, May yeah. gets eaten by one, and then in her last moments, throws her Pokemon out to save them from this horrible doom and cries. <laughs> like, what's going on? Yeah. This movie's going nuts. Uh, Not to mention that both JC and James were the first to go. Of, I mean, as as it should be. Uh, I was kind of hoping they would have been digested. Uh, so uh, at what point at, during this chaos, Ash falls off of a cliff and then Kid saves him by grappling, which is pretty cool. Then Ash gets eaten. Uh, this is the, this is the climax of the movie, by the way. It's worth noting these these crystals has, eating has everybody Ash, is the climax. Has a question: Has Ash reunited with Pikachu? Because I know there's like a three like a thirty second scene of them like running toward each other. Is, are we to that point yet? I think that's happened at this yes. point. Yes. Yeah, okay. that's after the bridge. After Lucario blows up the bridge, uh, Pikachu and uh, Meowth and Mew were crossing a whole different rock bridge all over the horizon, and they noticed they were followed by the by the Reggie. So at that point, uh, they ran and finally found each other. Right. Yes, that did happen. Um. I was more concerned with all the chaos happening. <laughs> like, that was... Oh, there's a lot of that, yes. That's where my mind was at. Um, I, I, this is, this is baffling. This is just really, like, who thought of this? Like, who's like, the crystals start eating everybody, and then May uses her last breath to save a Pokemon. Like, what's going on here? Uh, so yeah, Ash gets eaten, uh, which is bad news, and then everybody heads to the, uh, uh no no actually no Mew shows up and releases everybody because apparently he and the tree are buddies they have a symbiotic relationship which I do not buy I don't buy that um because why and all of this because Ash obviously gets swallowed up and Pikachu sees that and he he does the whole the same thing that May does go save yourself I love you and just uh yes. disappears. And Pikachu starts crying, which is probably the saddest three seconds in that movie ever or in life. Uh, and Mew sees this and decides, like, oh, okay, I'll save your friends. Fine, just stop crying. There ain't nothing sadder than a crying Pikachu. Um, so, yeah, uh, Mew saves everybody, but then he starts to grow sick because, for whatever reason, why is he growing sick? Why is the tree dying? Uh, I am just as baffled. Um... What? Well, so so uh, maybe maybe this is what the situation is. You said that Mew had this symbi- symbiotic relationship with the tree, and the 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 guy that Kid is talking to over the radio set said that like the the red things that are getting the humans are acting like white blood cells. Uh-huh. So maybe the tree is actually feeling like it's sick. Huh? You know that's pretty good. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's good. Okay, we you got to have it. Have a professor here to be able to explain. <laughs> I'm so glad that we have that you guys are giving me all this insight because I would just totally miss all this. I'm scrambling to take notes down, and I'm missing these intricacies in these movies. Like, you know, and I totally get you because I didn't understand that part either. Uh, hey, and good. I just I just threw that together off the top of my head. That's so. no, I, I 100% think that's it. You're that's good. Thank you. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, Mew grows sick and the tree starts to die. Um, and then they head to the core of the tree. The everybody because you know they're back. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Ethan. Can I stop you? I I I have regret. So a couple of <gasps> seconds ago, I just said that three seconds of Pikachu crying is the saddest thing in Pokemon history. Uh-huh. No, uh, um, it's actually seeing Mew sick. It's the saddest thing I've ever seen. His, in his Pokemon cheeks history. are all rosy, and he doesn't look too good. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Oh, like, it's just horrible. I died inside twice. Mew Mew has this like generation one innocence to him still. If that makes sense, yes. like I, like his design yeah, totally. s- still has that fat Ken Sugimori art style. You know what I mean? Like you know, everything's yeah. kind of really rounded and soft in Generation One, like OG Generation One, like like yeah. the original Red. Like you know how Red has those really weird designs. It still feels kind of like that version of Mew somewhere, yeah. and seeing yeah. and that I'm, Mew sick is not. That. It's pretty good. Yeah, I yeah I yeah. It, um... Go ahead. As a, as a quick comment, uh, feel feel free to cut this view out if you want. But like, I've been collecting the um, the anniversary plush Pokemon, uh-huh. and of yeah. those, you can tell the simplicity of Mew's design. I mean, that is by far the best of those plushes. The Mew yeah. one is so fantastic, and I think it all goes back to that great design. I'm gonna have to look into those. I I got a lady friend who I might drop one of those on. Um, oh, uh, do tell. No, the, we'll talk about this later in the post episode. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah. So Muse gets sick, which is sad, and they head to the core. And Lucario finally learns the truth of what happened um, when he gets there, because like they see the flashback to what. Uh, because what... of course, by coincidence, there's another time flower right there waiting for them. Hey man, it's like poetry. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, so time floor opens up, and they get to see what was going on with uh, Sir Aaron. At the very end, and it turns out, uh, as we, you know, knew the very second we saw what happened, he was doing it to save Lucario all along. Uh, And, uh, yeah, so Sir Aaron sacrificed himself to save the tree, and um, that's sad. That's sad. I I do like Sir Aaron's actions in this movie. Like, the things he does are, you know, they make sense, they're heroic, but... Uh, I just think his dialogue's really rough. Yeah. Mm. He just also the voice acting has so much like naivete yeah. to it. I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Sir Aaron sacrificed himself to save the tree, and Lucario is able to reconcile uh, his past. And then, um, yeah, so he starts to use his own aura, uh, as Sir Aaron did, to give Mew life, and you know. Help the him power out. to be able to stop it, yeah. Yeah, uh, and so he uses Aura to save Mew, and then Ash, um, in probably the dumbest thing that's happened in Pokemon up until this point, uh, puts Sir Aaron's gloves on, and then starts channeling his own Aura into a ball around Mew, and then he and Lucario together save him, or, you know, give him enough life to stop it, stop the tree from dying, um, which is stupid. That's a dumb thing. Yeah. It's dumb. Don't. Yep. And again, oh, go ahead, Snag. Oh, I was just just saying. Yep, in agreement. Yeah. It's... Yeah. No. And and again, this is my problem. It's like, why is Ash suddenly have magic magical powers? Even with the gloves, it's just so so out there. I mean, I know that might be something interesting for some, but for me, it's just like, I this doesn't fit into my own little world. Of it's what really Pokemon is fan fictiony. 
to me. Like it yeah. just reads as fan fiction. Um, and I've heard tell of a uh, a falcon punch or some sort of punch coming from Ash going Super Saiyan in the near future. Not looking forward to that. Oh, God. Actually, no, I'm totally oh. looking forward to that because that's stupid and I love that. <laughs> that's going to be great stuff to record. That's going to be amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, here's the thing. The things that I don't like about these movies turn into really great content for the podcast. So oh, yeah. it's a win-win for me. You know, if it's the movie's good, well, hey, it's, it's good. It's, it's a loose win, but yeah. Yeah, well, it's... Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, Lucario sacrifices himself. He's like he goes for it. He's, he's gonna give. He's gonna give all of his aura over for this. And then he has a moment with uh with Ghost Aaron, where Ghost Aaron's like monologuing from the past about like, oh, I'm sorry, blah 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 blah. blah. And then, uh, which is it's nice. It's nice. I don't know. I'm trying as much as I'm trying to be cynical about this. It's you know, it's a nice no, little it scene. Is. It is. It's mm-hmm. one of the more effective scenes in the movie. And then uh. And then he get then Lucario gets absorbed into the crystals, and uh, the day is saved. The tree is saved. The kingdom saved, and um, we get probably. I'm gonna come out and say it: the worst line of dialogue in the movie so far. I know I've been saying there's a lot of worst things in this movie today, uh, and they, you know a lot of it's hyperbolic. This, I mean, I mean this for a fact. This is the worst line of dialogue uh, in any of these movies so far. I have the quote here. Um, <laughs> someone's like, oh, it's a real shame Lucario is gone or whatever. And then Ash is like, Lucario isn't gone. His aura is with me. And then the camera pulls out and then that's the movie. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, <laughs> now let's, 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 let's have some thoughts here. I got a, I got a few brief notes to go over. Um, that's, that's the movie, by the way, summary done. Maybe I'll maybe I'll put like a bumper here. I'll find a place for a bumper. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, that's not important at this point. Um, first first thoughts. I I addressed this earlier. I do like that this is a proper side story. Uh, yeah. I I like I like that from moment zero of like this this is another world and it's going to be a different kind of adventure adventure for Ashiko with more magic going on and not like Pokemon magic but like magic magic. Um, and I did like that. Um, I like that Kid uses two Weavile. When do you ever see a character in the anime with two of the same Pokemon? Did we talk about their fantastic little dance when they were trying to catch Mew? That's good, yeah. No, they they had, like, tactics and stuff. They were, like, dancing, like, um, how do you call it? Shiva from uh, Indian culture. Yeah. Where she has the four arms and they, she dances. It's just, just like that. It was just fantastic. Yeah, and it's it's a thing you can only do if you have two of the same Pokemon in, you know, on a character's team. And um, I like that. It's just stuck. It strikes me as unique. Uh, I can't think mm-hmm. of another instance of that. Can you guys think of one, like, where somebody has two of the same poke? No, um, not really. But- Way back in the day, we're talking like uh, first season of the Pokemon anime. Um, what's his name? There, there's this uh, unofficial gym leader who has a Sandshrew and three Rattata. Okay, but that was kind of like a joke, though, right? Like, no, he no? he. Like, I don't think he used the Rattata to battle, but he gave Ash's comeuppance. So okay, fair enough, oh. fair enough. So that's three. That like that one up. Was even. AJ? AJ? I don't know. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for that anime knowledge. 
Uh, so yeah, this is not unprecedented. Turns out I don't like this movie at all. Put in the garbage. No. Uh, anyways, uh, Brock has the well, most defense. Think- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, as far as like the quality of this movie, I liked it. This was actually the first time that I'd sat down and and watched it. And you know, in comparison to some of the more recent entries, this is definitely a step above what we've been getting lately. For sure. Uh, before we go into like full blown like opinions on this, I was joking when I say I hate this movie and it's the worst. Uh, uh, Brock has the most offensive costume of 2016. I don't care who you are. Uh, we it, he he has this. Uh, uh, he just he's dressed like a monk, and I think that's like a really. It's like the most generic monk costume in the world. So basically, anybody could get offended by it, and I think that's hilarious. Uh, but I digress. Yeah. So let's get into actual opinions on the snag. You 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 just you want to wrap up what you were saying about wait, your. Wait. Uh, we have some trivia, though. Oh, you got trivia? Oh, shoot. Yeah, I forgot. People oh, cool. want to hear trivia on these movies. Hit me with the trivia, man. <laughs> so at the end of the movie, we see Kid in kind of like a type of cliff where she's talking. Obviously, the music is already out. The credits are already rolling, so there's no dialogue. But she's talking, and uh, what she's actually uh, doing there, she's exploring, and it's actually Farina, the place that it was set on Jirachi Wishmaker. Uh, and the two people behind her are Butler and Diane, which are characters, the two main characters from that movie, and they make a cameo appearance in this movie. Okay, wow. Oh, cool. I totally missed that because I'm a dumb idiot. Uh, wow, that's awesome. Okay, oh, great. And also, this was also the debut of Weavao, as we already said, and all the Reg- uh, um, Bonsley and all the Reggies. Very nice. First time ever they were uh, animated. The Reggies struck me as completely nuts because, like, I don't remember it was those things. Random. Yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah, they. They seemed a little out of place in this. I mean, I get how they're like trying to guard the tree, but I still. I still feel like that was uh, out of place. But. Uh yeah yeah. Uh-huh. yeah um but yeah thanks for that yeah this is the uh I got another piece of trivia um we're gonna have to say goodbye to uh the voices we've come to love because this is the last film. To be dubbed by four kids. Uh, Yay! I mean, aww. <laughs> say your say your goodbyes. <laughs> uh, is, is Veronica Taylor is Ash, right? Isn't something like that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She uh, she's gone. I think she's gone. <laughs> I don't I don't remember though. Uh, we'll see. Um, so yeah, let's get let's get full blown opinions. Snag, you 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 had some thoughts. Do you do you, is there do you have more or? I do have I do have a little bit more. So compared to the movies we've had recently, basically since the fourth movie, I think this is the best one since then. Uh, but there's one thing that I think would have made this movie so much more fantastic. If they would have left out the whole beginning part that happened in the past, and as a viewer, we are uh, on this journey with Lucario of feeling scorned by Sir Aaron and then eventually coming to find out the truth of what happens... I think that would have been so much more fantastic than saying, than just saying, uh, "Here's what happened," and Sir Aaron is not really this bad guy. If we didn't know that and we're discovering that along with Lucario, I think it would have been much more, I guess, emotional as a viewer to to go through that ride with him. Absolutely agree. This is a ser- this is a thought I've had as well. Is that like they really could have used some way of obscuring that information because the reveal loses or the reveal loses all weight um because of you know we we knew this the entire time we we i i you know you pick it up the second you see what happens like oh it was it was was a sacrifice obviously 
Um, so that storyline does lose some of its impact for that reason. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you, Jachir? What do you, what do you, what are you thinking, buddy? So I'm mixed, as you know. Um, the problem is, like I said, it's the liberties this movie took. Um, and it's just so, seems so, and I think you just hit on the exact wording. It's fan fiction. It just seems so out of place. Uh, with everything that we've seen so far. I, and, and it just takes a lot of different approaches. Like the fact that Lucario being the aura Pokemon in the Pokedex is taught to use his aura by a human just felt off. It's like, how can... Because we've seen, well, during the movie, there's flashbacks of Lucario's training. And we learn that Aaron is the one that teaches Lucario to use his aura. Which makes no sense because Lucario is the aura Pokemon. If anything, he should know how to use from the get go because that's his shtick. That's his power. Uh, and it's just um, it's unless just... unless that is how Lucario, Lucario becomes the aura Pokemon. Like it got, it got developed early on here. Maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm grasping. But the he straws, got trapped but... though. He didn't even have a chance to breed. Yep, I know. I know. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of like those type of things that just uh, were kind of cringy for me uh it's not as bad as jiraji no you know i give it that um and there are some legit parts of the movie which i did actually enjoy um it's just that uh it just feels so off i won't say it's the worst i have to say that i still enjoy deoxys um uh more than this one so uh it's good i mean it's not horrible but it's just i have just so much mixed feelings about it i um I, yeah, so we went, we had that Deoxys episode together and, uh, yeah. I am inclined to agree that this is a, a lesser movie in the franchise than Deoxys. Um, yeah. cause that movie has, you know, it, as well as this one does, it has, it has a kind of a world to it, you know, like that city has character. Um, and the things that stand out of this movie as being wrong really detract from, the whole world that they're building and it just kind of pulls you out of it you know like a fan pokemon where the a mo- pokemon movie where the characters go to a fantasy world could be pretty interesting you know like that's yeah that's a concept but you have to like really lean into it like i think you have to really go for it in that re- sense like get completely ridiculous with how much you revel in the fantasy world rather than like this half step that they've got here um yeah but that said, it does have some of the more effective stuff in any of the movies that we've seen so far. Like, the conflict isn't isn't like a, a, against a villain, you know. Like in yeah. this instance, the conflict is is an internal one that you know that Lucario has. Um, but at the same time, you do lose like the finality that taking down a villain has, and the final confrontation just feels completely hollow because. What is this enemy at the end? It's just goop monsters. Like that doesn't, it doesn't really play super well in this kind of movie. Um, and the and the goop monsters aren't even really the enemy. I mean, they're they're an obstacle. They're not opposition, but they are not the main enemy. It's nature is the enemy, and they're trying to, I guess, save nature from itself. Yeah, it just kind of feels pointless. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, it's a... But Mew did our uh, Mew did add a lot of charm to this movie, and I can't yes. overstate that enough. I mean, Mew, it carries. He is able. If we were talking Pokemon as actors, Mew would be, uh, I don't know, the Paul Rudd of, you know, 
movie actors, of, of Pokemon actors, where he just, whenever he's present, he just takes it and it's just so, so whimsical and charming and magical. And I just love to see Mew. I, mean, I, I would love to see another Mew uh, movie. He just never gets old. But the mystery of Mew. The mystery of Mew. Like, think of that subtitle. Like, is yeah. it really a mystery? Well, not for us, but they were trying to figure out why is where mystery, Mew and why Mew was there. Is Mew what the mystery is, though? Like, what is... I, I don't know. I, it's I, it's a nitpicky thing, and that's a translation yeah. thing anyway. Um... Um, oh, can I can I mention one more thing here that we kind of uh, we skipped over in the main plot thing? For sure, Mew, Mew has a problem. Mew is a hoarder, and <laughs> okay. I think he needs an intervention. Not even uh, not, the... not, not only a, a hoarder, a kleptomaniac. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the people yeah. of the town are just like, yeah, Mew steals things. It's it's okay. You know, it's like, it's this mystical being that'll just take stuff, and it's like, I don't know, man, it's not a big deal, because who really owns anything anyway, man? It's like, <laughs> what is possession, man? Like, <sighs> you're just putting a label on something as yours, like, do any of us own, we don't own this tree? I don't know, that's... whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I think the general consensus is not the worst but it's not the best, and I don't think it deserves... I I think the hype that this movie gets should be directed towards Destiny to Deoxys. Yeah. That's my I opinion. Think I, I think so, too. I, I think Destiny Deoxys is a secret golden girl, the golden child of the Pokemon uh, movie franchise, because there's stuff in that and movie this, that's cool. Yeah, and this one stems for the fact that it also introduces Lucario, which we all know is Charizard 2.0. Uh, so... That that might be it. Also, why people hide. The, uh, I mean, again, it's not, we're not saying it's terrible, but I think that may be why they hold this movie in a you know in a in a its own little bubble of being that good when it's actually may not be that good. So you're saying DeviantArt is responsible? Is DeviantArt's oh, fault? Totally. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, um, for me personally, for me personally, I would disagree. I would rank this one above. Destiny Deoxys, but hey, we all got our own opinions. Yeah, no, well, it's no, sure. I, I, it's good to hear someone else's opinion because it, otherwise it'd be me, just Jashira and I talking about how awesome Deoxys is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyways, and how much of a jerk Rayquaza was? What a, what a <laughs> fucking oh! I gotta edit that now. Oh, <laughs> oh we I made it so, so far. <laughs> this is that's the first time I've sworn on the podcast in like probably <laughs> half a year at this point. Um, uh, I've got a mailbag. I got, we got mailbag. Hey. You, oh, awesome. This awesome. is unprecedented in Puckle Movie Club, I think. I think this is the first time we have a mailbag. Correct me if I'm wrong, somebody, but uh, yeah, we've got two, which is awesome. Thank Ooh, you so much for awesome. writing in, guys. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. You could write in uh, and put in the subject line that this is for the movie club, and we'll talk about your – we'll read your emails and talk about them Uh and we don't have the the limit that Thatch has because we're we're the wild west out here. This is Puckle Movie Club, boy. Uh, you, oh, yeah, I'll read as many emails as I can get. I don't care. Uh, I'm a sucker for your attention. Uh, so you, you guys ready for this? Yeah. Uh, so this is uh, an email from Uncle Oshawott. Uh Hey, Ethan, and whoever he has. This is be Joshiro and Snag. Uh, this is Uncle, Uncle Oshawott. 
uh, <laughs> uh, this is Uncle <laughs> Oshawott writing in, if you guys don't mind. Uh, I think I'm hang out with you guys in this little spin-off show because my sad Oshawott ears can't handle any more spoilers. Uh, I, uh, what? That doesn't make any sense. What? Were the spoilers happening? He, uh, so Uncle Oshawott is uh, kind of taking a, a, uh, a hiatus from Puckle because he doesn't want to be spoiled for Sun and Moon. Oh, I'm flattered that, to be in part of this meta-narrative going on in his life. <laughs> I've, 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 <laughs> uh, well, great. Yeah, we're happy to have you, man. Uh, right in next month, too. Like, let us know. Uh, so what do we do over here? Just talk. <laughs> so, Ethan, how was PuckleCon? Oh, you didn't go? Okay, well, uh, how's the weather? I'm done. I'm done. This podcast is over. People don't even want me around here anymore. I see. I see how it is. I'm a, you come to my show and insult me like this? Man. I don't deserve this. Oh, God. Put up, I, I, put up episodes of Daylight hey, once a month. send in your mailbag. I love the mailbag, too. Forget this. Never send anything in again. <laughs> it's over. No, this is, this is, welcome to the final episode of Puckle Movie Club. My career is over. Um... Okay, so yeah, let's continue with this email. Uh, the weather's the weather's fine, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I I got I got out of bed this morning and went to class. Um, and I it was chilly. It was like lower sixties. And then when I got out of my classroom, um, it was like eighty five. And I had I had classes the entire rest of the day, so I couldn't go back to my uh, to my apartment and change clothes. So I just was a sweaty boy all day in my sweaty boy. I had a flannel shirt on and and long pants, and I was a sweaty boy all day. This is not from the email, by the way. This is me talking about my weather. Uh, as he asked, um, what exactly am I supposed to write about? I'm just going to assume you want stories related to the eighth Pokemon movie. Hmm. I guess I haven't. I, I guess I gave it gave my computer malware that one time I tried to watch it. I'm going to go out on a limb though and say it was bad. Sorry, this email's crap. I don't know what I'm supposed to write about. Uh, bye, Uncle Oshawa. That email's not crap. Um, that is exactly the kind of email I want here at Puckle Movie Club. I welcome. You know, I, go ahead. That that's the best email you've had so far, Ethan. That would that is the greatest email. Up until this point in Puckle Movie Club history, uh, I welcome any sort of animosity or just like jokes at my expense you bring because I think that's hilarious. I think it's so funny that you called me out for that on my own podcast. I appreciate your your gall, sir. You you're gonna go far. Uh, uh, this is sent from his Android because his iPod stopped working. P.S. I know it was crap. Um, it's not that bad. That movie wasn't that bad. And your email, it's a banger. <laughs> Throw me more emails like that, man. That's awesome. Uh, we, so you guys ready for the uh, the next one here? Oh, yeah. Yes, Bring please. It on. Uh, the, oh, boy, oh, boy. Okay, uh, so this is, this is from, uh, golly. Uh, this is from Antonin. Does he go by Antonin, Antonin. on the site? Yeah, yeah. He, does, he does go by that name. Okay, great. Uh, hey guys and gals at the movie club, my email will be long, so read at your leisure, or not at all, and pick out the interesting points, or not, smiley face. Uh, we're going for it. We, we read the emails here. Uh, yeah, if you guys need to take a pee break, this would be a good time, because wow. Uh, 
Uh, I heard you rarely ever get emails about the movies. It's pretty sad. I'm a huge fan. I've been meaning to write in, but I keep forgetting when the new episodes are supposed to come out. I re- recently rewatched the Deoxys movie when I saw the new Pokemon Movie Club or Poco Movie Club episode pop up in my podcast or, or, or aggregator erg. Um, before I start this super lengthy email, let me say this. I love Pokemon, and I love the movies, even if they have felt like episode specials rather than the full-length movie features after movie five. Um, yeah, we were talking about that earlier, how, like, they just kind of feel like an extended anime episode, and, uh, he agrees. Uh, Deoxys is actually the last movie in the Pokemon franchise that I've watched, except for the most recent one. And I've been rewatching the entire se- series from the beginning, uh, for the past few years, and I'm slowly closing up with Hoenn. Uh, oh, by the way, the Jirachi movie wasn't that bad. The little do-do-do-do-do song is a song thing is perpetually stuck <laughs> in my head, though. And I watched that movie, like, four months ago. I, I, you have my pity, good sir. You have my pity. Just like most of you, I dropped out of the Pokemon scene when I hit high school, or, well, even middle school. Most of my friends talked about Halo at that point, and, you know, they would know what they were talking about. Halo's awesome. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, dating people. I was super broke at that point, too. I couldn't afford a DS to get into fourth gen, let alone afford the game itself. So I took a long break until the age of 20 and realized, hey, I'm working adult. I have money now. And off I went to get a 3DS. Soul Silver, uh, 3DS, Soul Silver, the last uh, few available copies, and started watching Indigo League. Now I have a house, a kid, a 3DS, an old school DS with a, G-boy, a GBA slot to transfer my childhood up to Sun and Moon, and most of the games. House plus kid plus games means that while I'm work, while I'm a, still a working adult, the money is no longer there. Smiley face. Uh, that's that's a common problem, I believe. Uh, I, I, I'm right there with you, Anton, and we we've talked about this before. <laughs> Uh, kids are expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, so many people have kids. You, so I bet I guarantee you that Thatch will have a child in the next ten years. I I got a dog. That's basically a kid. It's like a yeah, kid that, I, that I, sniffs I, I, around. I made it. I made it. I have a kid then. Oh man, <laughs> it's like a it's like a fluffy kid. Yeah, but, but like they're better at taking care of themselves in some ways. Uh, and yeah, they get sick and less often. They're qui- well, they can be quieter depending on how well trained your dog <laughs> Mine is. Mine is just you know. Uh, I don't know. Kids, kids are. You great. know what's up? Kids are great. Have kids. <laughs> they are. They are. But only when you're ready. Oh, we're cutting that out of the yeah. podcast. All right. <laughs> um, I gotta resume. I gotta get my pep up for this email. Uh, I'm technically not at the point of the series to watch the Lucario movie or to watch the Lucario movie, but I think it's okay to skip ahead. Winky face? I think that's a winky face. So, I'll watch it tonight. Thank you. you gotta keep up. Uh, and I want to take notes on this movie. Maybe you'll find it interesting. Ancient Pokemon World? Okay, so these are his notes, it seems. Um, Ancient Pokemon World? Was this the idea behind Pokemon Conquest? I'd love to see the main series explore this topic further, and even introduce, introduce time travel. Um, I got news for you, kid. It, well, kid, that's mean. That's a mean thing to say. What am I doing? Uh, I got it's news for you, Antonin. <laughs> uh, Time travel is, like, integral to basically every single movie in this franchise. Because that's a thing yeah. they love to do also. This movie has, like, kind of time travel in it, in, to, in a way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, so we discussed this also. Like, I, 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 I feel like they should, they should dig further into fantasy worlds and stuff. 
Uh, I think it'd be interesting. Max, as always, is annoying. I'm glad he doesn't have much to do in this movie, guys. I, we didn't talk about that. Max doesn't do anything, except for the chocolate thing. Yeah, he just tries to kill Lucario, so. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I, what if he's been the villain the whole time? Yeah. They've been, they've been putting up, they've been setting him up as a heel, as a heel so they can, you know, take him down at the end. Uh, is that what, what happens to Max? I have no idea. Do, 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 I completely blocked that out of my brain. What happens to I'm Max in the, the end of the end of these uh, this uh, series? I think he and May go home and hang out with their dad at the gym or something. They just hang out. They're just cooling. You know, after all these grand adventures, you think they're gonna be able to settle down? <laughs> anyway, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Um. Gosh, where was it going? Uh, Max is annoying. Is, is Max, as always, is annoying. I'm so glad that I don't have a little brother. I don't think little brothers are quite like Max, but um, I'm pretty sure this is the last movie with him. Right, guys? Right? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll find out next month, won't we? Uh, this... uh, spo- spoilers, uh, he, he's, in, he's in the Manaphy movie. Oh, Manaphy and the Guardian of the Sea? No? Is that it? Um, or is it the Guardian of the uh, it's Sea? Just, it, it, it's Pokemon Ranger and the Temple of the Sea. Oh, uh, yes. wait. So is Manaphy in that? I, I don't. I, I don't think I've ever actually seen that one. We're, yes, I, Manaphy is in that movie. We're heading into uncharted territory. Uh, okay, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna speed this email up a little bit. Sorry, guys. Uh, yep, go follow through it. Go for it. Uh, does Ash have to beat every competition? Does, and does he always have to be the chosen one? He's he's see this is it. He gets it. This guy gets it. Uh, the art isn't too bad, but it definitely feels as, doesn't feel as polished as the earlier movies. And at times, it feels like they skipped a few transition images. So you have characters suddenly changing positions. The 3D graphics don't work work well either. But when they slap a flat texture that has hand drawn shadows on a 3D onto a 3D model, it looks awkward that the shadows don't move with the camera. I hope that makes sense. I completely get it. That there's just low detail 3D. 3D uh, models and they don't look great. Um, Munchlax makes another appearance, which is always appreciated. Uh, not a bad setup for the story, by the way. But where it's where is this kingdom located? This annoys me a lot in the movies. Um, they enter some region, city, or kingdom, and no one has a clue where it actually is in the Pokemon world. Uh, I go. I'm sure there are fan theories on that kind of stuff. I don't know. This had a tie-in with uh, with a uh, uh, Jirachi, so you know, like. Who knows? Maybe maybe somebody can create a Hyrule Historia type deal. Um, uh, uh, you shared a photo here. Oh, te- sorry, I'm being, I'm being distracting. No, it's fine. It's it's just a poster for Temple of the Sea, and that does not look terribly reassuring. Oh boy. Uh, uh, Rock used to be such an awesome character. He offered older brotherly advice, was a voice of reason, always knew so much about Pokemon. Rip, gold, good old mature Brock. Uh, yeah, Brock definitely got flanderized. Do you guys know the term flander, flandersized or whatever? No. Um, uh, I, I understand the reference, but I don't. Uh, I'm not familiar. Go ahead. Uh, so Tell us about it. Flanderization is what happens when a character gets broken down. Uh, to its most base element and becomes a joke. So, like, uh, you know Flanders from from The Simpsons? It's named after him, Ned Flanders. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he just becomes, like, a, like a joke at some point, and uh, he starts doing things that he wouldn't do, and it's it's all he is now is that one character trait of being uh, hidely-dodally or whatever, you know, like, 
Brock has become nothing more than a flirtation machine, uh, which will be the episode subtitle, by the way. (laughs) Punkle Movie Club, episode eight, uh, flirtation machine. Uh, uh, Okay, we're almost there, guys. Anyways, before this movie, I wasn't a big fan of Lucario. In fact, I found it an annoying Pokemon and could not understand why people were such big fans of it. After this movie, my heart has softened a tad. I hope you guys enjoyed this movie because it sure was better than the Jirachi movie and probably better than the Deoxys movie as well. Antonin. Uh, Thanks, Antonin. Really appreciate the... uh, Thank you, Anthony, even though you're wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's an opinion, oh. but now you're wrong. <laughs> De- Deoxys for life. Yeah, I'm going to make the stance here. Deoxys <laughs> is the best movie, and this is not debatable. This is not up for debate. <laughs> the official Pucko Movie Club oh. stamp of approval, uh, as approved by, like, me and, I guess, Jishiro, uh, the best, the best <laughs> movie. No one else in this galaxy. We're have words after, after the podcast, Ethan. We're going to have words. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll have a real discussion about that later. Uh, and, um, yeah, so that's for me. That's that for Antonin's email. I really appreciate the emails, guys. Keep them up. Yeah. Um, yeah, your, 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 your input is always appreciated. And, uh, we've, we've gone way longer than I had initially anticipated. This is going to probably be the longest episode yet. Um, and uh, it's, it's to make up for the, the delay that happened. My computer died this week, the day that we were like hours before we were supposed to record. Uh, so this is coming out a bit late, but I appreciate your patience. Uh, thank you guys very much for, for being my co-host today. Of course. And yeah, uh, glad to do it. Uh, please, please have me on again. This was a great discussion. And, uh, I, I think we had a lot of fun here. And, uh, so live for coming to you or we came to you from where where do i come from the ruins of alf i think i established yeah. that we record in the ruins of alf yeah uh, we did so from the ruins of alf i've been ethan i'm professor snag and i am yours truly lord jishiro and it is closing time cue the music all right
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.